Good afternoon, everybody, and a very warm welcome to today's QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Lab is your online panel show designed to be the place for you to learn all about QuickBooks and other accounting software. But also with me is the added extra opportunity for great minds in the industry to talk about what it is that it means to you. So we aim to go live in the first week of each month, and at which point we hang around these microphones to talk about all the latest news, tips and tricks in the world of accountancy and QuickBooks. And boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. I'm one of you, Simon Patrick, a chartered accountant, owner of an accounting firm called Boffix, a QuickBooks certified UK trainer with a fancy new logo, and that QuickBooks chat on YouTube. Now, joining me is my experts. Um, yeah, that's from up there. <laughs> First of all, Ash, go and introduce yourself to the world. Thanks, Aaron. Yes, um, Ash Beetson, um, bookkeeper slash accountant slash um, software developer. QuickBooks trainer, a bit of everything. Perfect. Johan, go ahead. Thank you very much, Aaron. Johan from the OnPoint Accounting Group. I'm the Group Managing Director. I am uh, also a co-host to Ask the Accountant podcast, which I do with Aaron every Monday morning at 8.30am. Um, and I am dabbling in software as well nowadays. Can't wait. Can't wait to learn more about that one. Charlie, go for it. I am Charlie Khan. I am a chartered accountant in West London, long-time QuickBooks user. And um, yeah, that's me. I don't dabble in software. I just use it. I just use what all you lovely people develop. Yet. You never know. You never know what's around. Oh, you never know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Again, so we have an absolute cracker installed for you. But first, let's figure out how this all works works we are live to the round the world around about five at uh, five o'clock 4 30 time is when we normally aim for which we think is 10 30 central a.m but i still don't think that's right but whatever so if you're listening to this back at a later time then why not think about joining us live <coughs> and we can get involved in the show and ask us anything using the chat box also don't forget that we're on the podcasting services around the globe so feel free to subscribe to the podcast service of your choice so today's agenda is as follows We've got some unconfirmed uh, work, unconfirmed um, reports from one of our clients about a certain part within QuickBooks, and we'll talk about that one. Um, we're going to talk about how can software firms help plug into e-commerce. We've got a product demo from Charlie with Right Tool, and then the main topic of the show, which I'm really excited about, is shoulda, woulda, coulda for QuickBooks themselves. Should they have gone out and bought something? Would they have been better buying something else? especially with uh, certain news that happened over the last couple of weeks, we can definitely have a conversation around that one. Um, and hopefully that involves a conversation topic, how Ash isn't allowed to tell us because QuickBooks has bought him out, but we'll come to that one. <laughs> okay. So first of all, topic number one, and it unconfirmed this one. So please bear with me if, if we've got this wrong. But do let us know in the comments or let us know in an email if we have got this wrong. But a client of mine has said that he is unable to sign up for QuickBooks Commerce. Now, for those people who don't know what QuickBooks Commerce is, QuickBooks Commerce was the old trade gecko, which is basically a piece of software that makes handling with software, uh, software with stock and all the different e-commerce platforms nice and easy. Um, but currently he's unable, and we've been using it for other clients before, so we don't see what the problem is, is unable to actually go in and create a UK account. It seems to be US only at this point in time. Very strange. Um, who? Anyone got any kind of things they can kind of add to this? Is that have anyone used Trade Gecko or or any of the other solutions, QB Commerce or anything like that? Do you think that there's any reason why they would stop using it in the UK? Is this 
a bad sign or do you reckon it's just something that we've just got to wait and see until a UK launch comes along later down the line? Ash, any opinions? Anything you can add to it? I don't know. So did you say you've been using it in the UK before? Yeah, I've got I've had clients on it before because I've had clients who used to be Trade Gecko and then it got converted. And I've had clients who since who have come to us with Cubic Elements already there because yeah. it's such a powerful solution. It's it, we've talked about it before on the show, haven't we? It's, it's expensive, but for, for certain clients, it's, it's an absolute game changer. It completely changes the way they deal with stock and, and uh, Amazon and eBay and all that lot. Is it just because it's not appearing on the UK app store? or Because yeah. sometimes, even though it doesn't appear on a regional app store, it's still available. So I'd always sort of say, you know, get in touch with the app provider just in case it's just not showing on that region. It might be available anyway. Yeah, the app into it though, isn't it? So, <laughs> oh, actually, oh, right. I thought yeah, they bought it. Yeah, even so, I'd still, uh, I'll still reach out to their customer um, support on that part of the app because even though it might be owned by Intuit, it probably still operates as something completely separate. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of these things, isn't it, where the US are in full control over it, and us UK people, well, we're just small fry to them so hopefully we get access to it but i'm not guaranteed access to it are we and yeah and have you got any clients at all using it or have you seen it before no no most of my clients just don't have the need for a dedicated software like trade gecko or or quickbooks commerce as it's now called i'm just browsing the app store for quickbooks um so apps.com i can't see it anywhere and when i've googled quickbooks commerce it's all american based Yeah, um, which is really worrying. So yeah, who knows? Let's hope they haven't taken it from from us from good though, because that again, that is a really good piece of software. Um, not for many clients out there, but the people who do use it, they find it so useful. Especially you've got multi-channel um, businesses. So if you're selling on eBay, Amazon, all that sort of stuff, the idea was it was sold in one platform. It'll automatically update the other platform for you and keep things nice and clean and tidy. And if you sold it at your warehouse to a physical person, again, it'll keep it. Charlie, have you ever used anything like this? Have you ever gone into it? Have you had any experience where QuickBooks has taken some software away from you before? Uh, I don't think I... No, I don't think I've had anything experience with them taking stuff away. I've not used their e-commerce platforms. Years ago, I'm trying to think I used something some years ago, and I think that was with... I think that might have been with Zero. I used something similar, but it was that was quite about eight years ago. Uh, no, not with QuickBooks. Uh, okay, no worries, but... Yeah, but that would be a big loss. I mean, I, th- I think yeah. I mean I've got more and more clients who are starting to use, whether it's Shopify or eBay or mainly Shopify and, and all these other things, and and to have a really simple tool that does all these things. I mean, there are tools already, other ones that do it, but, um, mm. but also when you know when you think that they've got um, Mailchimp and all these sorts of things, kind of work rather well together in one ecosystem. Uh, so to, I mean, it could just be that they found glitches with the UK and they're tweaking it and then bringing it back, but rather strange they didn't announce anything. Yeah, it's always been weird how us as, you know, sellers of the QuickBooks product was never incentivized to sell it anyway. Like, these are the sort of things that I've always been a little bit frustrated at in terms of when we go to add a product, you know, QuickBooks, and we've got QuickBooks Self-Employed and Plus and Advanced and all the others. Why is there not an option there to add QB Commerce or T-Sheets or, or whatever it's called now, QB Time or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense. Like We are probably the best solution they've got to sell in the products, to be honest, because we're dealing with clients who need it. So 
yeah, it becomes really strange. <clears throat> we shall see. We shall see. Um, hopefully that doesn't mean that the one SaaS integration is not going to be quite so taken away from us one day because that would be absolutely... No, one SaaS has all been rebranded, hasn't it, to connect her by Intuit. Yeah, so that's, they, they rebranded QB Commerce and then took it away from us. So oh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, those connected by Intuits, I'd say, are because they're free. I'd say they're more popular. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Right. we certainly use them all on our clients because it's yeah. Why pay a hundred pounds a month for the privilege of A to X when you can pay nothing and have it all pull in? Yeah. You know, if you if you're a poor zero user, then yeah, you pay a hundred pounds a month because you've not got an option. <laughs> But if you're a QuickBooks, save your money. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's tricky one. Don't, do you remember Ash when we used to we did our little webinar for um, apps and we did Primer Seller and all that sort of stuff? That's yeah, where yeah, yeah. we yeah. kind of first found it, wasn't it? So it's been around for ages, and it's just yeah, it's just weird how suddenly it's taken away from us. So yeah, the way it is, the way it is. So hopefully, fingers crossed that you're right. It is taken away to have some kind of rebrand and come back to us at a later date because. I certainly know people I can sell it to. So, yeah, that's what it's there for. Um, quick little other, uh, bit, and that's it for QuickBooks updates. That's as uh, far as we could get, really, in terms of um, giving stuff that's uh, going to be useful for us. Um, I did I did want to put a plug in for a accounting uh, web um, uh, post that was made by Tom Herbert about can software help accounting firms plug into the e-commerce sector? So I thought this falls in quite nicely with what we're kind of talking about and for the shoulda, woulda, coulda. Um, I don't know about you lot, but when it comes to clients, e-commerce is like one of those sections where clients just expect it to already be there. They can't believe that just buying QuickBooks or Zero or Sage or any of those ones doesn't just mean they could just connect their eBay and their Amazon and everything else, Shopify and everything that goes with it. So, you know, we've seen this bigger thing at the moment about the fact that they are bringing in all these new tools and everything else to it but my kind of question or my my point about it all is how how much do they need to go to make this kind of mainstream to make this actually work we saw on that last episode of quickbooks labs that there's kind of this concept out there in the us at the moment where it's more baked in it's more built in well again we're not guaranteed to have that in the uk so what what does everyone think at the moment is it you know should it be the fact that softwares you know should they have this this whole thing around them that it should just connect there or should it be a case where we should be connecting some software to it that works charlie do you want to go first uh oh i mean definitely it should i mean it, it, this is the this is the way the world is moving more and more of our clients are doing it absolutely i mean this is i mean to me it's a more obvious integration than the mailchimp integration which they spent god knows how much money on um so to not do this i mean it it, it clearly is a you know a very important part of the accounting function is is, is to is to mix in with it with all of the e-commerce solutions far more than marketing is i mean not not to complain about the marketing of mailchimp yeah. there's, there's value in that but this is much much more integral and um i certainly hope that they that they're they're trying to get something working well because it's it's crucial yeah, we've had that. And, and Jan's already said, aren't you, about the fact that, you know, for us, we got the privilege of using one SaaS where Zero now doesn't and, and it kind of gets taken away. Yeah. And I know Zero's got their investment in whatever the company is and Sage is doing the same and Dex has had one as well. But at some point, though, surely we've got to find a way just to just to make this work a lot easier. Because I think connecting apps and putting all this together just gets too complicated for clients, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just, uh, it's all monetized, isn't it? Everything's been done 
for the convenience of the shareholders and their bank accounts and the profit levels. Not, It's very rare we see decisions done for the sake of humanity, as it were, like making life easier for small businesses. You know, like I was listening to Simon Sinek's podcast the other day and he had a guy on, um, Pat something or other, who during COVID, they were making ventilators and the nurses and doctors were all saying, we've got so many different models, we don't know how each one works. So they decided to make an app that told you how every single ventilator out there on the market works. Yeah, But they really struggled to get buy-in because other partners, other potential partners that make ventilators saw it as potentially damaging to their market share. Yeah. And it's like, right, at what point do we go, there's a human, human crisis going on here. We should work together regardless of our shareholders and profits and work for the greater good. Um, you know, and at what point do we draw a line and go, actually, software providers need to work together better, regardless of the impact on their profit line, just to help the small business industry or whatever industry they're in. Um, there's a cultural thing there. Yeah. And at the moment, it's very capitalist led of profit is king, keep the shareholders happy, otherwise you don't have a business to have a culture in. Um, so yeah. There we go. That's my philosophical side well, of things. Ash, Ash, if we look at it from the other, from your point of view as an app developer, like I suppose asset management, there isn't that many transactions going through on a month by month basis, or, or in comparison to, you know, your eBay and your Amazon connectors and your Shopify connectors. That's got to be quite a lot of data that's moved back and forth, back and forth. So there must be quite a few costs involved in kind of getting that up and running. Would you say? Um. What in getting our app up and running, or, or, or any app that's going to deal any, with that sort of data? Yeah. Um, I mean, from our point of view, it's not. Well, um, I mean, I've just had to send out two emails to two customers because you know two customers um, use up more data than basically the vast majority of other customers combined. You know, when you've got. Uh, asset registers which have got in excess of 10,000 assets and another uh -huh. one within excess of eight and a half thousand assets um, where everyone else has probably got three or four hundred maybe on average then um, the data being used up is is, is a lot different um, but just coming back to the because I don't want to talk about me but coming back to the e-commerce stuff is that uh, and it's a little bit of a plug for another app actually um, but there is the bookkeep app which oh, yeah, is great yeah. with amazon paypal uh shopify um and they're adding you know revenue streams all of the time yeah um and i've sort of met the uh the founder online uh, a little while ago so that works very you know does work very well and then and, you know, it brings through all the data and it summarizes it so you haven't got you know thousands of transactions in in quickbooks and this is the thing that uh, is really important to anyone that uses QuickBooks regularly. Um, you'll know that if you start pushing thousands of entries through, uh, you go to run a report and it will fall over because it can't cope with that much data being displayed on a page at a time. And that's when we when we feed you know, journals through for depreciation. There's not a journal line for every single asset. 
Yeah. Because that, it would have the same thing. If you've got a thousand assets, all of a sudden you've got thousands of lines. So that's so the bookkeep app is something that's worth looking at if you're looking at bringing through a lot of um, a lot of data from other uh, e-commerce revenues. Yeah, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Because the whole point about this is it keeps it clean and tidy. Because that's what we find, like. We'll talk to a client and they'll just be putting in maybe the sales receipts coming through from eBay or whatever it's going to be, whatever platform they're using. And until they talk to someone who's in the know or shows them it or they've watched a YouTube video or whatever, their opinion is that they're doing everything right. You know, they've received 90 quid from eBay. That must be their income. And it's not until you explain to them that whole grossing up process and all that sort of stuff. So you need apps really to help them along and keep it clean, keep it tidy, make it simple for them. Um, if you're just going to be showing or, or just reporting your cash basis and putting from there, you're still not quite doing it right, especially if they're near the VAT threshold and all that sort of complication that come with it. So I do really kind of push all the time to have some form of app doing it. But even, you know, one SaaS isn't perfect. There are bits in there. Sometimes it's broken. Sometimes it doesn't quite work. You know, it's not great for VAT every so often. And again, having that whole process where they've got to leave QuickBooks to go to something else, set it all up, that sometimes is way too much for clients and they they uh, they, they find it difficult. Is, have you ever kind of had that with, with NetTracker, that it's kind of like that whole scare factor that clients are having to leave QuickBooks to go into another project, product to come back, Ash? Um, to be honest, no. Because, yeah, if they really need the, need the, the program, if they really need to track fixed assets, then do they either use us, use another app, or log out of QuickBooks and log into Excel to, to, to manually put their assets in? Um, so, you know, generally, no, they don't. I normally get the question, you know, I can't believe this isn't already in um, in QuickBooks sort of uh, the expectation. Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it isn't, you know, they're probably building it as we speak. So uh, I'm all that's always in the back of my mind. Uh, and with the same with many other app developers, you sort of think, you know, how much, you know, I could be doing all of this work and then suddenly next month, some that's, you know, announced that, you know, Crips has got its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you sort of think, you know, well, if it does, it does. <laughs> you just have to, you know, I can't sort of go to sleep worrying about that. If, what happens happens but then again zero's got one and you still get zero people coming on board i, I know you you've ceased that at the moment but people they like having functionality that works or familiar to them or or gives them something that a little bit different because yeah absolutely and i had a zero an existing zero customer this morning that where well, they disconnected and they reconnected without any problem because uh yes uh, you know a an accounting software provider will have certain functionality, but it might not be exactly how an accountant or a business owner wants to operate. And they might want to go get something slightly different. You know, it doesn't work. You know, you know they might not like the, the zero fixed asset register as it stands and the way that it reports the assets. So they want something else. Dan, there's always value in the training of your team. And I only have to train my team in how to use NetTracker. Yeah. I don't need to train them in numerous different spreadsheets or zeros tracking system. Like that's a lot of time spent on multiple things when actually I just want them to spend learn one product and move on. Definitely, definitely. And also, I suppose as well on that kind of training bit and having 
Um, but do, what's your view, Johan, on kind of all the different elements out there? Are you, you know, if a client came along and they do use A2X and stuff like that, are you forcing them on to some other solution? Or are you, if they're happy with it, are you kind of working with them? How's it been so far? We, so we have got, we've got one client using A2X um, mm-hmm. because that's what they came to us with. Yeah. And we are just very clear to anyone that's, so we have our, our product suite of what we know, we understand them. We just go, look, so if you're on zero, we can support you. But if you're on QuickBooks, we can support you to a whole different level. Because QuickBooks, I can pick up a phone and ask a team member at QuickBooks what the problem is with the software. Zero, I've got to email it in. Like we know a we know um one SAS or connector as it's now called, and we can go in and we can start to de you know work out what the problem is. Whereas if they're using A2X, we don't know that product. So the prob- if there's a problem there, it's on them and A2X to solve. We won't get overly as involved as it, if it was on one SAS, where we know the product, we know how to fix and debug it. So it's just we're just very clear about, look, if you want to use that, that's fine. But we can't deliver the same levels of service and support to that product because we don't know it as we would if you were using this product. And most clients are fine with that. Yeah, as long as you got, as long as you've got the communication up front, you're fine, aren't you? Exactly. And great point by uh, chariot accountants here. Staff always seem to break the spreadsheets anyway. So yeah, all they've been there, done that, created a wonderful spreadsheet, and a client comes along and just ruined it. Uh, well, staff members come along and ruined it. Brilliant. All right. Well, I think that's uh, solved that topic, and we'll uh, we'll put that to one side and maybe come back to it later. So, Charlie, you want to show us a new tool that you think is going to uh, revolutionize the way we use QuickBooks. So let me bring your screen up until your screen's now live for everyone to see. Lovely. So, you can all see the screen? Yeah, it looks like you can. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I previously mentioned, I think last month or the month before, a little um, tool called Monkbee. Um, which a guy in America called Mark Corum had developed. And it's um, a neat little little uh, tool that works as an extension in Chrome in the web browser. So I don't know, for, for those of you who don't know what an extension is, basically um, all the web browsers um, can have extra little uh, bits of software that, that get installed in the browser and run functions directly within the browser. Um, now, Mark Corum's Monkbee product was seen by... Um, an American accountant and uh, YouTuber and QuickBooks trainer called Hector Garcia. Um, And over the last two months, the two of them seem to have been working night and day, uh, developing this tool considerably and have turned it into a much, much bigger product called Write Tool, which you can see on the screen. Uh, They call it Write Tool because uh, it's the right tool for QuickBooks and it sits on the right side of the screen. And the idea, as Hector describes it, is to completely forget about the left-hand menu completely and do everything in the right-hand menu. Um, Now, if I just sort of show you what it is. uh, So basically, you you, you add it as an extension. um, And I think, I don't know whether um, Aaron can put in the link. I I think I sent a link in the... um, in what yeah, if you st- in, yeah, in the bottom as to how, how to add it. So basically, once you, once you've added this in, you get a, you get a menu on the right side of the screen, which you can compress like that or or bring back out again. And I've still got my left hand menu here, but I can get rid of that if I want to. Um, and there's two main areas. So you've got this thing down here, uh, manage tabs. So this just lists all the tabs that are currently open. So if I was to duplicate that tab and and 
let's go back to the left menu and have reports open here and various other things. It shows you all your all your tabs that are open at, the, at any one time, and you can you can without having to go into each tab, you can close them by the cross there. That'll close the tabs, uh, and it names them for you. Um, you've got favorites, so any time you create um, you know a web page or or a, a page within QuickBooks you like regularly, you can go in. So if I if I for example like reports and I go to um, balance sheet comparison for example well if i if i like this there we go I, I use this report all the time let's say i can go here go to my favorites and click add custom uh, there's the url for that page i can call it whatever i want um whatever i want to call it save it there and boom there you go there's my favorite added there and wherever i am i can go in and out of different favorites open up new tabs go back to my favorites if I click it, by the way, if I click any of these favorites, it opens up, you'll see I've got two tabs at the, um, at the moment. I can open up another tab. So it opens up a new tab, leaves the original where it is. Um, but here's where the stuff gets really good. Um, so as well as all of that, by the way, you've got all the shortcuts. So Hector has added in here every shortcut to every page uh, within QuickBooks that he has ever found in all the years he's been using QuickBooks online. Um, and all reports, again, he's found every single report go to all reports every single report that exists in quickbooks that he's ever found including some hidden reports um he's got in there so got all these kind of things as well but this is the bit that lots of things that i really like so when you go into a report let's say i want to look at furniture and equipment i've got this report here normally if you click on that it will open up in the same page but what this does is it automatically opens up in a new tab for you so your original report remains where it is and i can have a look at that one as well if i want to and that one as well as if I want to. So I've got, still got my original tab there and all these other reports which are building in the background don't impact my original report, which means that I've still got the original to look at. But more importantly, if this report had, had lots of customization, I mean, I haven't saved it yet. Maybe it was just I customized it but not saved it. The frustrating thing is when you click on this normally and come back, all your customization gets lost. Well, it doesn't here because your original report remains where it is and you've got all these other tabs with all these different things in it, which is all very nice. And I can then just close these all off from here if I want to. So I mean, this is not a full training thing, but just sort of a brief idea of the kind of things you can do. The other thing that's very, very nice is in the bank feed menu. Now I'm just on the, oh, I'm just on the uh, the sample. Oh, here we go. No, it's, we've got sample data in here. So um, here's various options you can have on here. If I turn off, uh, let's have a look. Where is the bank feed? Uh, if I turn off bank feed descriptions and refresh this, and you'll see what bank feeds normally looks like. So this is how bank feeds normally looks, and you can choose in the bank feeds either to show uh, the the description, which is what QuickBooks guesses the description is, or you can click show bank details, and then it shows the full details that it's got from the bank. Well, with this tool turned on, if I turn on the right tool option for this uh, bank feed descriptions I turn it back on save and refresh then what it does is it gives you the QuickBooks brief summary but also in red it gives you the full bank details as well uh, so you get both in one which means you can sort by the brief detail for example let's say you've got a whole load of payments to um, Cafe Nero or something but they've all got you know, Cafe Nero code one, two, three, Cafe Nero code four, five, six. They'll all end up as separate if you were sorting by the detailed description. But just by the, the QuickBooks brief description, they'll all end up grouped together as Cafe Nero. But you can see the detail in red. So that's incredibly useful. Um, 
And in here, you've got sort of a whole load of different, I won't go through them all, there's a whole load of different things you can do. Uh, you can, for example... Can you say Is that there? Can you oh. do what? Can you put Yeah, no, group it. Yeah, so, the, so here's, a, here's a good one. So if I... Um, there aren't many transactions. If I turn on grouping on here, turn on grouping. So one of the things, I mean, there's only two groups here. It wouldn't take very long to compress them. But imagine you've got a whole load of groups. Yeah. You've got here in red, close open groups. That will close Ooh, or open them all together. Uh, it's even better. Supposing you're running a report, if there were a report based on... Um, on uh, on uh, what do you call it locations or classes uh have we got one let's just see if there is one by because this is where i get yeah so profit and loss by class if there's data in here by class oh there's not any oh hang on let's see there probably isn't any class data in the sample file well if there were you've got this sub rows thing in report so that will do that will compress all your sub rows and you can just expand one or two of them if you want to which is quite nice but there is also if there were classes with different columns you've got the same thing by columns so it'll compress your columns so, for example, supposing you had um, classes and subclasses, suppose you had a class called uh, um, location and you had north, south, east, west, you could compress all the north, south, east, west columns into one for location or expand them all to show north, south, east, west as different columns. So you can, you can, you can compress and expand the rows and you can compress and expand the columns if there is a columnar uh, filtering on the page. So that's incredibly powerful. Um, and all of these functions on here, so as I said, there are two main areas. One is you've got these favorite shortcuts. By the way, the company switch is also quite a nice thing. It's not showing all my, all my companies for some reason. Let's try refreshing that. Um, what this does is you can pick your favorite companies. Is it going to work? No, it's not going to work in him. Probably because I'm in the sample, if you sample file. But so you can, you can list your favorite companies. When you're in a company, you just add it in here, just, just the favorites you want. And then you can immediately flip to them from within here rather than having to go up to the thing up here at the top of the screen. But more importantly, there's a setting in here that when you flip companies, supposing you tend to always open companies with, let's say, four or five standard generic reports. Well, what you can do is you can turn on refresh tabs on company change. So when you change company, all your reports that are open, will, the, date, the, the pages will remain open but they'll refresh the data for whichever company you've now switched to, which is very nice. Alternatively, I don't happen to have a standard set of reports for every company. So I've turned that off and I have instead turned on closed tabs on company change. So if I have six or seven tabs open, when I normally what happens when you close company, you know, if you were to go up here and, and, and click to change company from the top, all your other pages other than the one you're on would go, you'd have that gray screen and it tells you this data is no longer valid because you changed company. Well, when you turn on uh, close tabs on company change, all of the tabs apart from the one you're in will automatically just close. So it says you have to close close them. Um, but I mean, the, the main features that I like, oh, the, um, let's have a look. Audit log, new tab, match tab names. Um, I'm just trying to pick the, the really cool ones. So the bank feed tools and bank feed descriptions that I showed were really good. The hide sub rows and hide sub columns is very powerful. Oh, this is a nice one. Negatives always red. I tell all the custom reports I create, I would always go in, whoops, let's, I would always, let's customize, I would always go in and change that to negative and in red. Yeah. And you should drive you mad that I had to keep doing it. Well, you don't no longer need to do that because if you like that, you can, obviously you can turn it off again if you don't like it, but you can set negatives always in brackets and red, which means whatever your report you're in, any negative numbers, there you go, minus 0 0.1 pence, 
will be read and in brackets uh, for those of you who like that kind of thing. Um, what are the other key ones? Uh, There's a question that's come in. Do you know if it's got yeah. interaction with the Steam Deck at all? I didn't hear that. Oh, uh, Stream Deck. No? Stream Deck. That rings yeah, a bell. So I, I don't know what it is. This. Oh, I can't show it. The screen won't show it. But yeah, it's the little uh, press the buttons on the screen. Something. That is. Jan's got it there. Look. Oh, then. Shortcut buttons. Yeah. Do you reckon we could yeah. utilize? Oh, that? those things. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So the buttons you have on your physical buttons on the desktop. Mm. Yeah. No, I have seen that before. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe I guess that maybe, could work. Maybe push a little feature. You know, feature request through. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. But the um, the nice thing about this is it's 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 um, as I say, it's built in as an extension to the browser. So yeah. they keep adding new features. All it can do, of course, because it's in the browser, is change the data that is in the browser. So it couldn't, for example, create a brand new report from scratch because it would have to interrogate the database for that, which it's not able to do. Um, but changing how the browser looks and changing how the data feels and, and, and compressing rows and all that kind of stuff, all of yeah. this kind of stuff, which happens in browser, this can do. And they keep adding new features. I mean, you know, if you click on this thing, you get a um, so here's, you know, all the release notes, all the different things that they've. I mean, they're, they're, look, 24th of October, 25th of October. 20, you can see that they're adding new features, you know, almost every day. Yeah. Uh, very, very powerful products. How much? Um, so, well, at the moment, it's free because it's in beta. Right. Um, and in the new year, they're talking about charging. Now, because it's in the browser, the price will be for your for your you know version of quickbook so it, you won't pay but you'll never ever charge or they will never charge per company because it, it doesn't know what company you're in it's just uh it's just in quickbooks they're talking at the moment of 50 dollars a month which seems high for for us brits but bear in mind that americans tend to pay 50 dollars or more for each quickbooks file uh each month they probably think that's cheap um they're also toying with the idea of of having a you know, making it freemium. So there will also be an advertising or possibly also be an advertising driven version. So it'll be free, but you'll get yeah. adverts. You've got that there, haven't you? You've got QB Exactly. Training. You've got the QB oh, training. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they <clears> may <throat> do that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that that's where we've got. But I would strongly urge whilst it's free, have a play around with it. Um, it is a very, very nice product. I think the link is in the yeah. uh, Thanks, the chat. Yeah. And um, it really, I, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think it looks brilliant. I mean, especially I mean, if it, We'll play around with it, but if it can stop, if it can keep you having a grouping on at all time, I'm sold. Like, that's it. 100 quid a month paid. I mean, I, I say I particularly like the fact, I mean, you could always, when you were in a report, let me find a report, you could, of course, have always have, have right clicked on and gone open link a new tab. Uh, you could have, can you see that? Yes, you could have done that in the past, but I, I never remembered to do that. So I was always clicking on the thing, creating a new, uh, you know, drilling down. And then when I came back, if this report wasn't a standard one, um, if it was a long report, it would take a while to recreate itself. And if it wasn't a long report, it would often change the customization. So that used to drive me mad. Uh, so having the default of opening everything in a new tab is is actually very, very useful. Love it. And is it only available in Chrome? Oh, go on, Aaron. Yeah, I was going to say we've just had a question about does it work in Edge? Personally, um, I, I think I it, I think it does. Well, because Edge and, and Chrome both use Chromium underneath. Try well, the it. New um, does, it. The new Chromium Edge does. Yeah. But that, actually, for me, I'd prefer it not to because in my my line, and Ash is the same. Like we have to show QuickBooks in as QuickBooks should be. 
um, for when we're doing our training and everything else. So actually, if it's not in Edge, that's a good thing for me because then I could keep Edge to be what I'm training with and then Chromium could be have all the kind of experimental features on as we go forward. So. Yeah, but well, I mean, yeah, but when you in, when you install it, you'd, you'd have to install it into the particular browser. You only install it in one browser yeah. or the other, so you yeah. could always still do that. But yeah, mm, I absolutely. Think, I think all these tools are great. I mean, the one realization I've had with a Stream Deck is, and you know, Charlie, you were just saying that this replaces the left-hand menu for you. In well, it, 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 yeah, it hasn't done. Yeah. You go to the left-hand menu What's to do that menu? demo. So. This, this Stream Decks, they're all fantastic bits of kit. But when you've been using a keyboard and mouse for, like I don't know, 20 years like I have, it's a hell of a habit to change, to remember, oh, actually, I've got a button. So instead of going click, 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 so then you sit there and go, oh, I've got a button to do that in one click. It's a changing of a habit. Yeah. And it's a hell of a habit to kick. You don't realize how embedded a mouse and keyboard are in as a habit in your own use on a day-to-day -day basis until you start thinking, oh, why don't I just use my Stream Deck for that? I programmed a button yesterday for that, and I've forgotten about it already. So, I, I, completely, I completely agree with you. It's, it's about muscle memory and getting used to it, yeah. which is why I've not yet, as you can see, got rid of my left-hand menu. Um, and I'm not sure I ever will. You know, I'll see how much I use it. I mean, mainly because I haven't added all the favorites I wanted, and, and the reports aren't quite where I want. But the main thing is is the tools that are within here, which just turn on and work. They're mm. the things that I particularly like. So those, you, I mean, I, you, could, you can keep that right menu off completely and those tools will still work. So when you're in the bank feed, you've still got these nice little things here, for example. Um, so all of those things work, you know, clicking on a report into a new page, that the fact that that's closed doesn't make any difference. If you don't want it doing that, you just click on here and turn it off. Um, so, you can, still, you can still keep your mouse clicks. Hmm. Yeah. Like, if you pass that on to, if QuickBooks looked at that and went, hang on, if that, is that what our users actually want? How long would it actually take them to build it? No, oh, <laughs> a week. And, like, that. To put that functionality and yeah. those options in product. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. That, that, and they may well do that. Yeah. And that, and that would be fine. I mean, not for Hector, because yeah. he wants to make some money out of it, but uh, <laughs> but um, it would be fine for the users. Yeah. I suspect they won't do that, though, knowing Intuit and the way they tend to behave with other people. I suspect they won't. They seem to have it their own way, don't they, in terms of how it's all set up. It's there for a reason. Yeah. So. yeah. It is what it is. But no, it looks good. I, I, I like it. I think it's a nice little feature. I'm definitely going to trial it out. And uh, yeah. Yeah. The king of add-ins delivers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good, good. <laughs> Next week you're under pressure though, because you've got to then top it one more time. So you know. We'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, nice one. All right, awesome. So let's move on to our main topic of the day, where we're going to talk about shoulda, woulda, coulda. So the idea of this one was a uh, brainchild of Johan, and it's about well, what should QuickBooks have gone out, or what could they have gone out, or what are they going to go? Well, we can't say that bit, but what. Do we think they can go out and buy in terms of um, acquisitions? This is all driven pretty much by the fact that this last couple of weeks, we've had um, uh, Hammock being in partnership with Sage, um, which is a fantastic partnership on both Sage and Hammock's part. It means that for anyone who doesn't know, Hammock is an opportunity to make sure that you can get your rental properties done absolutely 
spot on. It's probably one of the best pieces of software out there, or it is probably the market leading software on rental properties. So if that's going to be such a great little um, thing for them, sorry, dogs absolutely going mental. In fact, Johan, do you want to uh, explain while I go mute? <laughs> yeah, you mute yourself and go mute the dog. <laughs> yeah, so we were reminiscing uh, the other week and thinking, well, if they if Sage have swooped in and strategic partnered Hammock, we're probably going to expect an acquisition of that by Sage in the future if it all goes well and they all behave nicely with each other. Um, you know, we several of us have been petitioning QuickBooks to make a part, strategic partnership, if not an acquisition of NetTracker, um, so that they've actually got an asset tool they recommend. Um, but we all we all started going back and realizing this has happened time and time again with QuickBooks. They're just too slow with the checkbook and the acquisitions out there. So, if we look at uh, tax filing software. The ideal partnership that they could have had a few years ago was TaxFiler. And then Iris swooped in and brought that and not really done much with it since. Um, then you look <laughs> at Auto Entry, and at one point it seemed like the obvious fit that QuickBooks would go out and buy Auto Entry, but they didn't. They built their own receipt capture thing. Um, so, yeah, they were just two examples, and we just thought it would be really fun little topic just go around and think what other softwares are out there that quickbooks have missed out on where and others have potentially profited from um that would have been a really nice combination a real powerful integration for the end users and the accountants out there so who wants to start who's got something else go on then aaron so I think a, a running commentary or running thing that we've seen from this is the fact that it looks like QuickBooks' initial reaction is let's not buy, let's build our own. That's kind of what we've seen going forward. Um, and it's come to various um, success and, and various ones. But the one where they tried to buy their, or build their own was their own bank and it went horribly wrong for them. So my first initial for it would be go out there and buy some form a bank somehow i don't actually think you can buy banks i think that's not actually allowed but let's imagine you were allowed to go out there and buy them let's go out there buy revolut something like that or whoever it's going to be and let's get those dream scenarios that they promised back in what, two three years ago now let's have those opportunities to bring them back in because i think without a strong strong partnership connection however we're going to do it we're never going to realize some of those opportunities we had you know the, the fact that the cash flow forecasting tool could also be uh, when you're going to pay someone tool the having automatic savings going into these magic pots so that they can automatically go through um payments from bank accounts or uh, that you could then authorize directly in the in the account all of those wonderful things so for me my first one would be can they go out there buy a bank and you know revolut tide starling i don't care which one just any of them really um Again, I don't think it's actually possible, but that's what I would do. But do they need to buy them? I mean, can they not just really leverage the power of open banking? Get getting close with one of those banks, whether it's a Revolut or a Starling or whoever, and really, really use all the power. So do what Cresco or all these other kind of companies, uh, Comma, all those kind of companies are doing. Um, it seems to me, I mean, that's probably what they're trying to do. They, they were trying to do it with modular year or so ago i'm not quite sure whatever happened with that one um that that would certainly be 
a big step on the way. Agreed. Problem is, though, Cresco and everyone else would love to do that connection. They just don't have the tools yeah. to do it. Like Cresco would hamstrung basically into what they can and can't do. So at this point in time, that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. And I think there's also a chart. I think we all think things like Starling Bank is an open banking modern bank. And I can yeah. affirm as of today that it is not. <laughs> like I just did some, I did a batch payment from Cresco today, a free international payments went really smoothly up until the point I had to connect to Starling. And I had to connect and authorize three times because Starling doesn't do book payments. Yeah. Yet it's a challenger yeah. bank. It's meant like, come on. Yeah. Um, so yes, and I put a scathing post on LinkedIn about that this afternoon. That, uh, <laughs> you haven't yet. If you're coming back, <laughs> Starling sucks. That, that, that'll teach you. That's it. I've not been sued yet. <laughs> the letters in the post. But yeah, like there's... I think there's a huge opportunity for QuickBooks. We see it in America, how much functionality and how many features American QuickBooks users have because they've got a QuickBooks bank in effect. So, yeah, that would be a fantastic should. But would so having said that, I, I think over here we're, we're better off with banking generally than they are in America because yeah, American oh, yeah. banking is, is back in the 18th century. And the number, if, you, if anybody ever looks at American accountants who use QuickBooks talking to each other, the biggest complaint they have is the checks don't print properly. I mean, this is how backwards they are yeah. in the States because every yeah. town has got its own independent bank. So therefore, it's much, much more complex over there. Yeah, chip and pin is still quite revolutionary over there. Never mind contactless. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's, yeah, barely any contactless over there even though it's an american company that two american right. companies that push contactless like google and apple are making this big thing out of it oh um, yeah so yeah yeah no okay so banking is the first one ash it's an inv inventory as in stock mm. warehouse so i'm not quite sure. i haven't looked at, uh, at the advanced quickbooks in detail with regards to inventory whether it's much better than plus but if I nope. take myself back to 2015, Intuit purchased a company called Lettuce, a software company called Lettuce, they which did, was yeah. supposedly, because that could connect to QuickBooks Online at the time, I think, and, and they were going to sort of bring all this great stuff in that was available in the Lettuce software. It, because, you know, I was talking to clients uh, back at the time, you know, that were, you know, selling goods and they had warehouses and they had different product lines. And they said, well, it's no good if you if we can't do proper stock tracking in QuickBooks Online. And um, I can't, you know, because they were using Sage Desktop, you know, Sage 50 Desktop. And I said, you know, I, I really want to move, try and move you. Know, well, I, I can't, if I can't stop, you know, use our stock function like we have in here, I'm not, we're not going to move. Um and I would, and at the time, we were talking to the account manager to say, you know, when's this out? Yeah, well, we've just bought, just bought this, and it won't be long before these great functions will be available, um, you know, for stock. And it just didn't happen. And it's almost like they bought the company and just sort of shut it down. Yeah. You know, it yeah, just that lettuce didn't, uh, didn't live up to the hype of the lettuce with Liz Trust, is it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps it just expired a lot quicker than they, than yeah. they thought. But yeah, uh, um, so you, so when you think you've got SOS inventory, uh, so anyone that's used that is, is almost 
you can sort of see that actually, uh, you know, the layout is very similar to QuickBooks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm surprised, you know, perhaps they haven't, you know, gone in, um, you know, partnered with them a lot more deeper. But My only thought with that one was I, I really like the look of SOS inventory. And I think that could be a really strong contender for an acquisition from for QuickBooks. It could build in quite nicely. But I do wonder if they haven't done it yet because the types of businesses they were targeting in the UK were too small. Whereas now they've got QuickBooks Advanced. Maybe that'll be one we see coming in. Hmm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, could be. See, for me, I, I think QB Commence does quite a bit of it. So there is some... Inventory management, which may or may not be available in the UK anymore. Which may or may not be in the UK, exactly. So yeah, same problem. Um, it goes there. But I think you're right. I think there is definitely, and and I was surprised that Advanced didn't bring it in, or at least wasn't on the roadmap. Not the roadmap they've told us yet, anyway. No, um, not the one they put out to um, to kind of public realm. But it is it is difficult. I must say though, if I ever have any inventory problems, I always get myself this little book. So it's called Professional Tips and Workarounds for QuickBooks Online. <laughs> There's a whole section on how to deal with it on there. Who's so. the author of that book? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be me. <laughs> he must be a genius. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, if you don't want an app, <laughs> if you don't want to get involved in apps, then that, that's, that book will basically could save you some time. Well, not necessarily save you any, money, any time immediately, because you need to invest a few hours uh, in reading and working out how you can use and bend QuickBooks a little bit. No, definitely. A resource no QuickBooks only firm should be without. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Charlie, any thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, you, you, you mentioned tax filer earlier and, and QuickBooks or Intuitor obviously developing their, their books to tax product. Not called that anymore. We're not allowed to call it books. No. Uh, what are we allowed to call it now? Tax Pro. Tax yeah. Pro. Oh, okay, Pro yes. Pro Tax. Pro Tax. Pro Okay. Um, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's just what's so silly. I mean, because they could have just, as you say, bought TaxFile about mm, six years ago. They were they were talking to them. Um, and I, I mean, I can't imagine it was the amount of money that would have been the stumbling block. I mean, they bought lettuce. I just looked it up. The lettuce that Ash just mentioned, they bought for 30 million and never did anything with. Um, I'm <laughs> So, I mean, they bought MailChimp for what, a billion or two? So, I mean, they, you know, they, Intuit had got a massive, massive war chest. So I, I doubt it was the, the amount of money that was the stumbling block with TaxFiler. Um, so that is that is the obvious one. And, and it's, it's so much better. To, you know, if they buy a product that's in the marketplace that they know accountants and other users like and it works well that's obviously going to be better than trying to build something from scratch because it just takes years and years and years and you know and then they're going to get people who just don't trust it initially until they've got used to it so it does seem a little bit strange um isn't cynically isn't it because it's the uk market and we're just a small fish in a big pond and it's like maybe we, you know, from that point of view, it's only going to solve a very small subsection of their clients. I think they've yeah. been burnt in the past, haven't they? Because self-employed was a brought off-the-shelf option that was branded with QuickBooks and it didn't go well. <laughs> like It was a real painful few years just to get to now and it's still not 100%. So, well, again, and the, the problem with self-employed is that, is that it's a different product as we've discussed yeah. before. It's, it's that's not it, like, QuickBooks. Is, is integrating something into QuickBooks that challenging for them? That after all these years of self-employed, they've still not really got it nailed as an integration to the point that you can just 
step it yeah. up in a different license. Right. Um, and at the same time, we've also learned, haven't we, that if you go and do acquisitions on the cheap, then it's nothing but headaches in the form of zero tax. They brought some small tax filing software that wasn't ready at the time and certainly still isn't. Uh, um, and then they brought HubDoc on the cheap and, uh, well, I mean, it was cheap compared to its competitors, shall we say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that hasn't seen any huge major improvements since zero brought it. So there's a balancing act of spending enough money to get a good enough product and making sure it integrates into your systems well, isn't there? So, and I suppose now, who do they buy? Because tax count was never going to be a solution for them because it's that's desktop stuff and terrible and rubbish yeah. anyway. Um, and whoever buys them just going to go back in, you know, it's basically taking a step back in their kind of development program. So, oh, no, no someone buy right them. <laughs> 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 so enough, enough of that rant. Um, <laughs> But what else can they buy now? There's not many. There's a KPMs of the world or Capium, however you want to say it. Yeah. There's the uh, Nazima, Nazama, whatever they're called. Nazima, that's it. Yeah. And but, what's left for them? There's nothing really on the market for them, is there? No. And if you look at KPM or Nazima and stuff, if they're only really after the tax or the year end filing software, there's a lot yeah. of fat to trim off there first. Like you're buying. Like a lot of solution, which they don't yeah. need. Yeah, you know, you're buying the, you're buying their payroll, you're buying buying their uh, bookkeeping, etc. You don't need that. Right. Like you don't go and pay for the weight of a bone in a joint in, of meat in a butcher's, do you? Because you don't need <laughs> it. So yeah, yeah, you can't just carve out the two bits that you do need and leave them with the rest. Yeah. <laughs> they won't sell for that. And unlike um, hammock, it's too big a product to partner with, isn't it? You can't just partner up for the accounts production and the tax yeah. production wouldn't work, would it? No. No. So yeah, it's they've in those kind of areas for tax filing, I think their options are gone. Like there isn't anything else that's cloud based, genuinely hundred percent cloud based, like tax filer was. I don't think there's anything else on the market that is a niche enough product to only deliver tax and account production and cloud based. But yeah, it's uh, it's always easy to look back and see these mistakes, isn't it? <laughs> well, you, you you haven't told us, Jan. What's your uh, what's your you know put your uh, metal hat on your tinfoil hat? What have you got? <laughs> so I you know I think they've made a mistake when they didn't buy tax filer. I think they could have brought auto entry instead of building their own receipt capture, and that would have been even if they didn't spend any money on it, it would have been a better option. Um, where do we go next? I mean, they're already building their own tax and accounts production. So what else does it really need? What else is now no longer optional? They need to have it. The only thing that, I mean, they've even got their own practice management option there in work, I suppose, yeah. which yeah. when you look at its competitors, is it the weakest one out there? Like zero work papers, it's stuck in the 90s and it's got no automation or anything, but is it potentially more powerful than what work is in QuickBooks. It might well be. I've not really played with it enough. Um, Bright say like they all seem to, all these groups are now picking up these proposal softwares, these specialist niche software. So instead of building out your own landlord bookkeeping software, which free agent and QuickBooks have basically just gone and 
and zero for that matter, have just gone and changed the chart of accounts. I say, built. Like, that's the that's their solution. Whereas actually, Hammock has really nailed it on the head on the head for that. Um, yeah, and I can't believe that Hammock didn't speak to QuickBooks and QuickBooks didn't speak to Hammock, and then Sage swooped in. And this, I'm sure Hammock spoke to all of the providers out there, and all, if all of them have just gone well, now this is just a we can do this by changing the chart of accounts. They've missed the value um, in that proposition. But yeah, the, everyone else out there is going for this suite of solutions. Yeah. So Bright, Sage, HG, H3G, G, whatever they're called, like they own Dex. They've got they've got fingers in a lot <coughs> of different guys. They could quite easily rebrand and put everything into one suite of solutions if they wanted to. Um, you know, Zero and QuickBooks haven't really committed to that suite of solutions, I don't think yet. But that would make sense as the next logical step. I mean, if Sage are putting that much money and thought behind it, and it's been a while since they were a thought leader, but I have to say, I think they're, they're ahead of a trend here. They were so far behind, weren't they? And now they're, you know, arguably from a, if you're going to set up a new practice by yourself, it's, it's a no-brainer to go with Sage at this point in time. You yeah. get it all just for that subscription. Yeah. So. I think my only other two I'd put in there, they obviously need to fix asset register. I don't know any out there, but they could do with one. So, you know. It also comes with a guy that writes a book about how to use QuickBooks effectively. So. <laughs> But no, I honestly do believe they, yeah. they, they, they all need. of them need to fix assets. So that that would that would go down an absolute tree. Um, mm. But I also think legal is why. I think that there's a there's a gap there um, for legal help, and you know we, we're always yeah. doing HR and stuff with the with the payroll and all that sort of stuff. But let's properly help them, like have the opportunity. There. And again, this is where solutions have come to QuickBooks and said, "Look, we can solve all this for you. Give us the API, and we'll do it." And they've not been able to. You know, I. I you know, a company I know called Ferilio, it's got, you know, it's got everything there that they would ever need. They've tried to, they've used me to try and get into talking to them a little bit more, have those conversations, you know, and then see where it goes sort of thing. They're just not able to do that for them. So, yeah, again, it's maybe why the acquisition and stuff are so slow because if they were to buy a solution like them, then it's going to take years to be able to develop something to actually work with it. So that's probably one of the reasons why it's going to be so difficult to go through. So. I have to say, I'm 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 not a big fan of the idea of, of of these packages buying solutions that aren't directly related. Um, yeah. So, for example, I mean, a fixed asset register to me is an obvious thing to want to have in yeah. in the product because everybody uses QuickBooks as long as they've got a fixed asset. They they need to account for the depreciation, they need to account for the purchase and sales and all the rest of it. They have to deal with it somehow. There's no question, and that and that has to be done within QuickBooks whether you calculate it externally or not you have to put something into quickbooks um things like that make sense to me um uh, but legal aspects all the rest of it sure every business needs to do that but every business you know needs to you know do all sorts of other things that that aren't directly related to bookkeeping and my fear is if is if they try to do too much they lose sight of what their core business is yeah but it is uh, directly is related the best bookkeeping. um like the, it, it's re it's related, but these are questions about payroll. Does it need to be f completely tied in? I don't know. Does it? I would argue the amount of accountants that get 
asked HR-related questions and probably are on very shaky grounds with the advice that they give, whether it's correct advice or bad advice. I'm sure. They're on shaky ground for giving it because they are seen to be, well, you're doing my payroll, so you must be able to answer this HR question. And we all know that's a very, they're two very different topics. Right, but, 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 clients, but clients ask complex tax questions and either we are tax experts ourselves or we have a tax expert in firm yeah. or, we, or we outsource to external tax experts. I don't expect QuickBooks to be providing complex tax advice. You know, you can use, uh, you know, either a, a particular person or you can use, you know, soft, uh, systems like Cronery and various other things to, to get that kind of advice. Um, you know, if clients ask me HR advice, I, do, I don't provide it. I'm not, I don't pretend to be an HR expert. But if I did, there's companies like, I'm trying to think one of them begins with P, I think, I can't remember, um, that, you know, that companies can pay up like 100 quid a month to get to get HR, unlimited HR advice from and things like that. But, but they're so restricted though, aren't they? Because they yeah. don't, like, the idea would be if you have it all in one, then you mm. create a new employee, it goes through the HR stuff for you, or you oh, yeah. send a new, new invoice True. out, make sure you've got a contract in place to work with them, you know, and all that sort of stuff. There must if be a market there, there's bright HRs yeah. there. Yeah, like that—that's a—that proves the market. Yeah. So if I was to, so we all would say QuickBooks Advance onboard start, new employee on self onboarding system is a really nice slick system. Okay, Brilliant. send out an yeah. email, they put their details in, we're yeah. sorted, we're happy. Yeah. But could you imagine if we sent out their contract? They signed the policies. They could see uh, the policies. They could see their contract. They could like. The stuff that a HR software like Bright HR currently delivers, if that was inside of your payroll suite, yeah. I think that's a real power, value, powerful and valuable offering um, that is fairly automated as well. And we don't need to be HR experts. Like Bright mm. HR take responsibility of that employment contract and the clauses that you've ticked to go in there as being written legally. So if we can give that tool to our clients, then... Yeah, if it speeds things up, of because taking on new employees is painful enough. You don't need the HR aspect exactly. as well. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. yeah, now I see. I can see the benefit of a HR company being brought in to improve and enhance the payroll there. So. And if they need one, Frilio is available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the only one I got written down here was. Uh, screen sharing so i don't know if you remember who did they buy who was that glance. company you bought was it glance uh, they brought glance that's it yeah, yeah when that they was... first bought glance they gave us this amazing tool where we could actually just log in and see someone's right. screen you don't have to have connections or they're very yeah. much like the whole um um what do you call it they've never rolled that out to accountants they still have it internally I... and, and it works fine there's an accountant but now that we've all got used to before zoom I would agree with you completely. That was valuable. But now Zoom makes, I mean, I used to use all sorts of different things. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I've forgotten what the one I used to use mainly. Join me. I used to use a lot and various other things. Um, but with Zoom now, I, I don't need any other tool. It's just It's so easy. I have, a, I have a static Zoom link that clients can join me on. And, and um, it, it's, it's simple. Yeah. Yeah, there is that in there. <clears throat> but, you know, the dream, when, when we go back to what the dream was supposed to be, was our Face pops up in the bottom left-hand corner, and yeah, then we can yeah. see the screen and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm hoping that's not dead, and that's that is what it will become because you know that would yeah. work really well for us. That yoga instructor video that we saw in 2018, where 
So yes. it's still live chat, like yeah. Zoom built within QuickBooks, and <laughs> you know, like yeah, you know, actually, you're better off getting a mortgage and going and renting somewhere else. Like that value proposition to offer that to a client, it's just phenomenal. Like that is still the dream solution for me. Yeah, we um, need to get there, don't we? We'd somehow, one way. And yeah, is building that yourself going to be as easy and cheap as it would be just to go out and buy something and plug it in? Who knows? I'm just thinking about the um, the the sort of screen sharing and the meeting because. Obviously, Intuit have got Intuit Accelerate now. Yes, yeah. Which is, um, I mean, I've, I've never used it, but I'm receiving sort of links through to sort of um, look at it on beta. I might even see I have a link on it um, where, yeah, you can, you can, well, it basically works a bit like Zoom as far as I'm aware, but actually there's a bit more to it than that because you can schedule meetings and so it's a bit yeah. more involved. Um, so it makes me wonder whether they've focused on that, and that's why they dropped the the other features that were available. Yeah, I mean that's it. Really, only works in America at the moment. But yeah. from what I played with on the beta a few months ago, it kind of replaced Calendly. It took payments. It replaced Zoom. It, like uh, you know, it it was really interesting. I know Andrew over at Connect Four. I sent him. Saying, are you aware Intuit are looking at this in America? And he was very interested in it because obviously that's something that they are probably further down the road on in the UK than Intuit are. Um, but yeah, that was a very slick, nice virtual office feel of a bit of software, that one. That's a good point, Ash. That's a really good shout. Yeah. I've got one more then that they should go out and buy and just do it tomorrow. Just an EPOS solution. Zettel. Square. Whoever it's going to be. I know they have the puck over in America, and I suppose that's why we'll never get that happening. But we can just have an all sing and all dance and EPOS solution. Then, yeah. personally, I think that's a, a, a game changer yeah. that they can just make it. If it works with the native app and it can just, QuickBooks could be on your, on your iPad, you can take payments there and then. And even, and even if you, it's not just EPOS, but just the ability to take credit card payments directly yeah. in the app and, and have it work as smoothly as, as, as go card that starts with direct debit. So it just, it updates the payments automatically would be yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. No, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. You are sorry. They should have brought go cardless, shouldn't they? <laughs> they were well, you know, yeah, they were cheap at the time, weren't they? They could have easily have just gone in and done that. But then again, again, down to APIs and everything else, the Go Cardless API is weaker than it is for the um, Zero API. Like you add a new customer on Zero, automatically sends out your Go Cardless link, or there's an option to do that. Yeah, I have been asking for that for years now. Like, mm. how many times do a new customer come in, and then you've got to go in and click the little button and try and yeah. raise an invoice and press the button to send it over. Yeah, we, we need better than that. So. Yeah, what they've got is a solution. It's not the slickest solution out there. No. <clears throat> no, not at all. Not at all. Any more for any more from that one? I know we've got slightly gone over. So. <laughs> no, I think that was an interesting conversation. I like it. And next time we'll, we'll revisit this on QBOA. And uh, there's a few things I think we could add to QBOA that will... Uh, 
change things. So we'll, we'll revisit in a couple of months' time and go from there. Because next month, hopefully, if we all, if the timing comes right, we have our annual let's go review what QuickBooks released in the year and put them in our little list. Oh, yeah. just me and Ash oh, having to argue between us. Now we've got all four of us. We can <laughs> add to that. Problem is, there's only about four items to put on there, but that's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and we all know Aaron's got back to the burger logo. <laughs> We'll stretch the content, we'll do. Um, uh, oh, speaking of this one, great little plug there from uh, Cherry Accountants. Facebook Meta with virtual reality conference is an interesting future accountant dealing with clients. Yeah, I'd say so. And if you uh, do have a little spare time, then do uh, watch my latest video where I do mention how uh, QuickBooks on Facebook Meta is actually not too shabby. It's okay. It's terrible, really. But yeah. Um, if I say it's terrible, you won't go and watch the video. So, yeah, let's say it's okay. <laughs> it's interesting. That's what I want to say. I watched that video last night, Aaron, and, uh, I mean, it was a long video, but... <laughs> that last bit was, yeah. <laughs> but, you know what? And Yeah, all right, it's not there yet. It's not there yet. But what I really liked the concept of, the bit I did take away was, right, I've got an ultra-wide monitor here, which makes life very easy for me. And I've seen people with two monitors, three monitors... I've seen people with four stacked up. I've seen people with six stacked up. And you think that's quite cool. But it's expensive. Yep. Whereas what you had there was you were sat there with your headset on and you had three ultra-wide monitors in effect on this through this vision. And that's like, that was the bit I walked away with. It's like, are we all going to go back to having one monitor but then having bits that branch off? Because actually they were completely functional from what you could see if you were watching videos and stuff yeah you could to see what you were doing that it was it was fine um so yeah it was a very interesting video we'll have to wait until apple comes up with because i think that's yeah, I mean, you know yeah. have, you, have you got a link to that video you can stick in the in the chat uh yeah it's just on my channel but yeah 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 it's the latest okay. video i've done yeah okay. I mean, because i mean i mean surely the, the way it's going to go when when, when these headsets become become better and, and you know zuckerberg was showing off the new facebook one recently um i i remember about seven years ago trying google glass which was not very good at the time but that was seven years ago um but once th these headsets become good you won't have monitors you, you'll just do everything through a headset and then and then you can have one two a thousand whatever monitors you want to, to set up in the programming within within your exactly. within your uh you know s screen of view within 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 the headset yeah and one day it'll be commenting... Apple's headset is due out any time now. They keep promising it. It's every yeah. January. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's an interesting view of the world, and yeah, very interesting. And one day it'll be acceptable sitting in a coffee, um, you know, in the coffee uh, shop, and just sit there with your headset on, big widescreen mm -hmm. monitors in front of you. You know, one day that'll yeah. be acceptable. <laughs> we'll all be walking around with world, like, snow goggle imprint on our faces because we've had our yeah. headsets on all day <laughs> be as productive anywhere in the world that's the idea um and speaking of which one of my latest next videos is all about um pots and how to deal with pots as well Kirsty. so Kirsty st john so yes keep an eye out that with starling pots what's interesting is it it's not quickbooks it's not zero it no. is starling it's them. because starling doesn't add, so you you know you've got if you spend 199 in starling it will round it up if you want it to and put that money into a pot. Starling doesn't actually record that transaction. No. Like, it just appears. <laughs> so there's no record of it. 
So because we just and did a sort of and if you ask for a statement off the client, then it doesn't appear on there either. There is no pot. That doesn't happen. Nope. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they they definitely need to fix how those integrate because it, it can't yeah. cannot be difficult to fix. It really Call can't be. Difficult. Darling, there's no problem. Everything's working, isn't yeah. it? Well, yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they like, told me last. I did take some socks off them, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> so that's it. Um, uh, plug wise, Ash, anything coming up that you want people to go over to? Anything happening in the world of Net Tracker that people should be aware of? Uh, nothing imminent. I've got some. Uh, I'm working on some little. Uh, videos, nothing to directly related to Net Tracker, but I'll um, I've got a few to do. So once I've got them up and running, I'll, I'll put them on the website. Just some little educational nuggets. Nice. Good. When are you doing 2023's QuickBooks Guide? 2023. It's only like four <laughs> new pages and a, and a new front cover with 2023. <laughs> on, but... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just send. It. I'll just get them to rebrand the, the outer. <laughs> and we'll still pay full price yeah. <laughs> Charlie anything to plug we are now live finally on your group aren't we which is a we are indeed yes so uh, yes so I have a, a, a group on Facebook um, QuickBooks online accountant group so just search for QBOA yeah, and we're on that live on that group now. If I can see it somewhere on one of my monitors, um, so yes, do do. If you're not a member of that group, just on on Facebook, search for QBOA uh, user group and um, and join that. And as I always say, do do please answer the two or three questions it asks you because just to to say you are an accountant in practice um, and a pro advisor because it is primarily aimed at, at pro advisors. Yeah, welcome Sounds you good. there. Sounds good. I should forgot to say, are you at the next conference? Which which conference is live, isn't it? Have we got that uh, right? No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I just wondered if you're gonna be there on a stand or anything. Charlie, the conference, no. the one in Coventry at the end of the month. Yes, yes I'll be. I'll be in Coventry. Excellent. Yes, yes, we shall oh. be there as well. Are you oh, gonna... I, you <laughs> I I do have a little slot on the bookkeeper summit. Um, no. Not the English bookkeeper summit, the US uh. and Canada uh, bookkeeper summit, which is. Uh, next week, I think it's the eighth and ninth of November. Is it reasonable time for us Brits? Or yeah, I, th I think I'm probably on about eight or nine o'clock at night. So brilliant! Are, yeah. It's on. It's on over two days. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye out of that. Johan, what do you want to plug? Oh, You're going to be at the conference. <laughs> so account. Ask the accountant every Monday morning. Uh, I will be at the small business, the Great British Business Show in London for two days. I will be accompanying QuickBooks there, and I'll be there, ask the expert expert on their stand for two days. Um, Have you got a little new thing for it to show you're the expert, or no? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Give me a chair to sit on all day. That's quite nice, to be fair, for a conference. <laughs> um, and then I'm at Accounting Web Live. Um, and hopefully we'll be doing some recording at some point, Aaron, for some other bonus footage uh, for Ask the Accountant. Um, so, yeah, lots going on, as always. Excellent. Looking forward to it. And in my end, um, just some really good videos coming out, in my opinion. Um, and then also, Profix finally became um, over the thousand things, so the, the YouTube channel. So that means I think possibly maybe I'm the first accountant in the UK to have two monetized YouTube channels. Possible, 
if anyone's out there who wants to challenge me, then I'd like to uh, take you on. On the... <laughs> you can have the crown anyway, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I finally got there, so I'm, I'm well chuffed. So um, yeah, I see you a day. <laughs> yeah. Ask me the accountant. Oh, ask the accountant is on Monday, so do do make sure you listen to that. And we will be live next. We next we haven't decided when or what date is or whenever it's going to be, but we'll definitely be live. Maybe even from Countex. We'll see how that goes. That was what I was thinking of. If we're all there, not Countex. Countex. We'll figure that one out. If we can make that work, then yes, that's yeah. great. So Ash, you may have to be there just to. Uh, <laughs> we'll see um but yeah if we if you do see us on any of these things out do say hi do say hello uh, we don't mind so with that then thank you very much a goodbye from me goodbye from me goodbye so from goodbye. me and a goodbye from me cheers everyone see you soon bye